borrowing from Kenny. <laughs> That's making me laugh behind the scenes, which is really mean because I already said I was overtired. So welcome, welcome, welcome Hi. to the VHS Club. This is our last Halloween episode, unless we decide to take Halloween into November, which who knows, we might. We might might just ride this ride. Mariah hit on us if we do that. Yeah, are we allowed to? Yeah, (laughs) sure. Why not? I mean, um, in my house, we're not allowed to start thinking about the holiday season until December first. So it feels like November's got got some room. It's got some room in there. (laughs) But that was a that was a rule I made in our house when I was like ten. I was Mm. like, mom. Like not until December first. <laughs> yeah, that rule's stupid in my personal opinion. But but here we are, here we are. So I'll I'll take it I'll take it back by going real deep into into Halloween movies. But uh, getting ahead of ourselves because tonight we are talking about Hocus Pocus, only the first movie because Nat has all kinds of feels about the second. So if you want if you want to talk about the second, you're gonna have to do it by sharing this episode out <laughs> and then leaving your comments below. Because tonight we are talking only about the first one, the best one, the forever, forever love. Uh, yeah. The I, Kenny Ortega one. Yay. The Kenny Ortega one. I had this genius idea, Nat. I didn't do it for this episode, but but maybe I will surprise you slash horrify you with um, setting a little countdown timer so that it, I, I could do something like, okay, Nat, you have one minute to describe what this movie is about. We could like add some pressure oh, <laughs> to, no. the, to the episode. I'm not going to do that tonight, but you know. Oh, I no. Know. <laughs> I, I don't know if my neurodivergent brain will accept that reality, but we should try it because it we might should, be funny for everybody We should else. try it because it might be really funny because I, uh, I, set a, I, set a, <laughs> I set a timer to try to figure out if I could uh, keep the three three movie facts video shorts that we do. If you haven't seen those, they're, they're on our YouTube channel. But I, I try to keep those under a minute because then they appear as YouTube shorts, which is just fun and more shareable. But it's really hard. I'm like, I'm watching like the timer and I'm like, ah, and then I forget all the facts and I have to re-record them like what feels like a hundred times. So, yes. uh, so I, yeah, bringing that pressure in. But without further ado, let's talk Hocus Pocus and in as much time as you'd like, tell us what this movie is about. <laughs> So the movie takes place in Salem um, mm. in the 1650s, early 1650s, 1653, I feel. I didn't yeah. actually look that up. Yeah, that, that checks <laughs> out saying... for the history of Salem. <laughs> All right, so it takes place starting in 1653. These three sister witches live in the woods mm. and um, a young girl goes missing on Halloween, on the night of Halloween, and her brother goes to try and rescue her. And these witches are stealing her youth. So they create a potion, a spell to steal her youth. So they, instead of being old, ugly hags, they are young and um, beautiful. Yeah. And uh, the townspeople hang them as- <laughs> As you have Two witches in Salem. <laughs> And um, but as they were being hung, they the three witches cursed the town of Salem, and that when a young virgin um, lights the black flame candle, they will come back and finish their job and steal the souls of all the children of Salem. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I. I think you were close. I mean, that's the gist of the movie. <laughs> feel it. Feel like you're, you're yeah. there. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Um, we flash forward to now 1993, I believe, yep. and um, these high school kids, uh, this 
a high school boy and this his crush, this girl that he likes, Max and Allison, are sort of hanging out on Halloween because they bump into each other while he's walking his younger sister, Danny, uh, out for trick-or-treating to get candy. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go to the old Salem or the old Sanderson sister's house, which mm-hmm. had over time been turned into um, a tourist attraction and gift shop, but then has since been abandoned. And he's just goofing around in there and they're looking at stuff and they're like, oh, there's there's the spell book, whatever. And he's like, oh, a candle. I'll light this for no reason because, you know, <laughs> kids. Because <laughs> why not? I mean, romantic. <laughs> Nothing says romance like, like a Halloween like night candle with your sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and your eight-year-old sister. Yeah. Um, and then the witches come back and ensues the witches trying to find their magic spell book, capture these children, recreate their spell all before the sunrise um, at the end that ends Hollow's Eve. And mm-hmm. um, and that's it. And it's funny. And it's done by Kenny Ortega. This was his first, I think, or his second big feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was kind of a make or break for him. And luckily it was a make because he also gave us other fun Disney movies such as High School Musical. Um, I say fun, not good. Okay, fun. Not good. Yeah, let's, <laughs> fun movies. Let's let's uh, let's just define the rating system for this episode as being this is this is a cult classic. It's a fun. It's a family movie. Not a good movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. a fun movie, and I think it does a really effective job of introducing tweens and teen, maybe like early teens. To this yeah. genre, to like almost this genre, <laughs> like to like, a, them, like, to like a, a young adult like, horror genre, which yeah, was very popular yeah. in the eighties and nineties, by the way. So this yeah. was kind of just feeding into that whole like R.L. Stein, Fear Street, Goosebumps, uh, the author Christopher Pike, like all of those types of things. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the movie. If if we look at the movie, it's not good in any sense of like historical accuracy to Salem, to <laughs> to witches, to the occult, to anything. No, it's no. um, it's pretty trash on that as- aspect. But on like a Disney fictional children's version of like scary witches on Halloween, it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So. A few a few facts as we're diving into this one. So in what you just said, so it now because of the cult classic level of just crazy love of this movie, Salem, of which there's like a few like iconic kind of scenes in this movie that like are very Salem. But Salem, you can actually now go and tour the house where Allison's family is having their Halloween party, which is like actually not that big of a deal part of this movie. But that's the house that you can go and like tour and they decorate it to look like the like to look like the scene from the movie every single year. So that's like a big tourist attraction there. Not a whole lot else that's like actually accurately Salem, but kind of fun that you can actually go was in it and filmed see that. In that it was. Um, that's a good question. Some I... of the scenes, like you know, the fountain they're running through from the school, so they're running through the school. They're leaving the schoolyard, and there's like grass in the front lawn of the school, yes. and they're running. And they pass a water fountain. That's the same water fountain from the from opening Friends, theme yeah. sequence of Friends, yeah. which is supposed to be New York, and clearly it's not. But like, yeah. So, like, is that, like, on a lot somewhere in Hollywood? 
<laughs> I'm embarrassed like to say good. that I, I knew that fact and, and had that in, in mind, but I don't actually, I don't believe that the entire movie was filmed in Salem, but definitely enough of it that you can recognize things in, in the background. So Salem, you know, like is, is visible. And if you're yeah. in the city, you can point out moments from the movie. And obviously Salem is like fully yeah. embraced this movie be- again because of its popularity. But the craziest fact that I did not know until like really recently is that this movie stupidly was released in July. They straight up released this in July because, and I quote, kids were on summer vacation. So they're like, more kids will watch this because of summer vacation. And I, I just don't even, I, really, I don't like. I mean, I what, know there's a the summer blockbuster thing, but... I mean, we never really went to see movies in the summer because we had outdoor things that we needed to do during. And in this just could be because we're I'm like we're from the East Coast. Like we're, there's a lot of winter here. Yeah. Fall is like a mixed bag of like spring, summer, winter. Mm-hmm. Um, not really much fall, mostly winter. So, yeah, we like summer for us was precious time outside and vitamin D. You know. So, yeah so it was in my in in my valuable opinion and in just the results of this film this film actually performed pretty poorly and then the main reason is that they released it in july when it is very clearly a halloween movie but again this movie and and we'll talk about this i think a little bit more when we finally get around to doing princess bride but there are movies like this where they just like swept in the rental space and the like you know tv release and kind of had this second life and grew into these cult classics they re-release it a second time at Mm -hmm. halloween though i think they re-released this at halloween i don't know if it was the same year but i i think i read that somewhere (laughs) well here so here we go we haven't we have this just in from our live fact checkers paul says the (laughs) the filming location plymouth plantation and and a specific address, because Paul is nothing if not accurate, 137 <laughs> Warren Avenue, Plymouth, Massachusetts, if you want to go. So it is Allison's house is the only location in Salem. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. So um, and it's still that the Allison's house, which is a beautiful, it's called the Ropes Mansion. And that is um, actually owned by the Peabody Why? Essex Museum. I, Why ropes? Do they hang people there? You know what? Like, you're really you're really making me look dumb, given that I live so close <laughs> to Salem and I've been there I just- <laughs> I'm like, oh no! <laughs> like, America, you shock me. No, <laughs> Why uh, ropes? Maybe I don't they know. Ropes ships. Paul, maybe, maybe. help me. Paul, help me out. Why is it called the Ropes Mansion? But um, but yeah, you, it's owned by the Peabody Essex Museum, so you so you can absolutely like go and tour it, and they they make a big deal about it That's at cool. Halloween. But yeah, not movie not filmed at Halloween. And then the other thing I wanted to point out before we jump into kind of like the details of this movie, but you were saying like if we compare if we compare this movie, which we shouldn't, but why not? If we compare this one against like some of the other more serious movies that we've that are in the Halloween genre, like Practical Magic yeah. and The Craft, which which movies? Um, those movies like actually made an effort to be somewhat authentic to like witchcraft and actual witches and Wiccan and like the whole the whole deal. This one doesn't at all, as you said, and it that actually was like an an issue. So the woman who plays um oh gosh and now of course it's slipping my mind completely not Bette Midler and not Sarah Jessica Parker the third witch I'm so sorry Mary. Kathy Mary 
What's her Mary. real name? Though? Her, her real name is Kathy. Okay, great. Thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Her fictional name is Mary. <laughs> so them both. we'll call. Yeah, we'll call her Mary in this because why not? Uh, but she was she was actually really concerned about being in this movie because she thought like she did not want to offend people. So in many ways, she was. She went as kind of silly and campy as possible in her portrayal of Mary just because she just wanted to be like real clear that like we're aware that this is like (laughs) that this is like these characters are meant to be kind of silly spoofy to put kids and families at ease amidst like what is otherwise kind of a scary story like we're like straight up murdering children and like let's watch this together as a family so they were yeah so she did she did make an effort uh, to be able to do that doc is telling us that ropes is the last name of the family which is was my guess so i'm feeling pretty good <laughs> i immediately i'm like salem hanging <laughs> oh my yeah. or ships. ships ships was another option <laughs> yeah also a port city so yes yeah. yeah. I and I was I will say so Nat, I was and we talked about this a little bit before right before we jumped on, but I in my mind when I think about like Halloween movies for kids, like or like what Halloween movies I watched as a kid and I'm talking like before we got into Friday the 13th and yeah. the other like slasher flicks. It was for me it was this one and it was Ernest Scared Stupid. And if you yeah. asked me about both of those movies in like that time period, I would have told you that they were straight up terrifying. Like I was like, oh, these were scary <laughs> movies. These were scary movies, you guys. I watched them many times, but they were really scary. And then, of course, I rewatched them with my kids like this year and previous oh, years. And I'm like, not that scary. It's not scary. The kids uh, aren't scary. scary. It was just me. <laughs> Hey, look, we were also scared that quicksand was going to be a much bigger mm-hmm. problem in the 80s and 90s, so... Yeah, didn't come to fruition, thankfully, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, those two, like, both had this, like, in, in Ernest Scared Stupid, the kids were, like, turned to uh, into, like, tree little, like, wood statues, and there was just... So this one's actually scarier, because they're just, like, killed, but... Um. <laughs> their souls are sucked out of their body. It's their pretty souls, scary. Souls are um, sucked out of yeah, their bodies. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, what other Halloween movies other than, like, Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin? Like, there's that, there's this, there's Ernest Scared Stupid. Like, this really found such a niche because there really isn't much to fill that holiday, right? It's a huge holiday in North America. Um, and, and, like, yeah, of course we should market to it, right? Like, I wonder when- cater, cater to the holiday and it's... There just doesn't seem to be a lot for that age group. Yeah. And I feel like this is just one of those things where every year it's like, oh, Halloween, the kids are going to watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, it does. Like there is something. And I, I I don't remember if that was like as much of a thing back when when these movies came out or, or if they've just really defined this. But there is now this idea of like, oh, well, every Halloween we watch, you know, we watch Hocus Pocus every Christmas. We watch like there's like these that tradition where it's like, well, we have to do this every single year because that's like that is a tradition and a memory and is like a fun experience for us all to do together. And Hocus Pocus 100 percent fits into that. Like even before we had kids, this was when we were watching every single year to remember, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. to have fun and remember. Oh, and Doc that. points out Casper as well. Uh, oh, which I yeah. I put out of my mind because I re rewatched it a few months ago. I just I rewatched like, it. Oh! And it's um as an adult seeing the movie, I'm like, this is horrific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole other con we could have an 
hour discussion about how horrified <laughs> I was and traumatized watching it. Like, gone was the whole joy of seeing Casper turn into his human form at the end of it, which is all I remembered until I rewatched it. And then it's like, oh my god, this movie's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> like, not dark. as in terrible, but as in like, yeah, real dark. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking of all the other ones, right? Because, yeah, there's Casper, there's Halloween Town, which I personally was never as into, but people around here seem to be really big in that one. And then there oh, is um, Beetlejuice. Channel. We didn't have Disney Channel that, in, that uh, in Canada. It. it was like on satellite and only rich people had satellites. So, like, we never got all those like Disney Channel <laughs> movies and shows that kids grew up with. Um, that's true. I did watch in- Beetlejuice endlessly, though. So that that's another yeah, one. That that was- I- kind of not for kids and yeah. kind of pretty much just for adults <laughs> still watch that one in it. <laughs> it's like one of those things you're rewatching it you're like oh okay yeah no we we're gonna turn that off now because little ears <laughs> like you don't think about it but so, this one is for children <laughs> well so speaking so speaking of this one of the one of the moments as a parent in watching this uh for the first time with your kids is that this is like one of the few i think they said this is like either the only or certainly one of the first disney movies that uses the word virgin which is very like not disney you guys not not very disney about it and so this was like the conversation where you know where dane was like I was like, well, should we let the kids watch this? Because then they're going to ask us what that is. And none of us really want to talk about it. And I was like, yeah, let's just see what happens. Like, I'm cool with, with answering all those questions. Let's let's roll the dice here. And they say it way more times than I would, that I remembered or thought. Like, I, I in my mind, I was like, they say virgin, like when, like, at, like when what, the candle happens. They say it like what feels like 10 times in this movie. And <laughs> thankfully, like my kids were just like, didn't hear or read just like my kids who ask questions about everything just did not at all like didn't register that even kind of so it worked out like we didn't question it like did you ask your parents what virgin meant when you're a little i don't when you saw this i don't i don't know i'm like maybe i watch like the made for tv version where they just like cut that out i feel like every movie that i've been rewatching with my kids i only watch like the made for tv version where like they were you know they were like instead of like the the swear word that it was like cheeseburger john why would you do that like and i was like they don't just say cheeseburger like i thought so you know at the ending of Gold Geller what really happens, yeah, right? Like, okay, just, just checking. Because on the TV version... Like, That's what I don't care for. <laughs> no, that movie was horrifying. Not I literally thing. remember being like, watching it and turning to my dad and be like... <laughs> No, but he's Old Yeller. He's like a superhero. He's the same as like Superman. He's alive, right? Old Yeller's all fine. And he's like, no, they hate to kill him because he had rabies. I'm like, well, give him medicine. <laughs> my dad's like, oh shit. <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> see? Yeah, it was, that was a thing. <laughs> but I never asked about virgins. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah see. Couldn't care yeah. less. I know. It's like, it was kind of a weird choice. You're like, hey, you know what? Like, let's just throw this into just like in a family friendly movie. Feels like a weird choice. And apparently this movie was also inspired by a like bedtime story <laughs> that the, the writer, writer told his kids. And I was like, weird choice yeah. for your to, to be like, let's talk about how this he- no good virgin brought these witches back to life. <laughs> We're like, okay. Yeah, I um, I think it was a story he told his sister, which still that oh, okay. make it better than telling his children. But I don't know. It's, it feels like a little bit better that he would tell his sister that. Maybe he's just scaring his sister from dating that guy in high school. So, could, but who knows? Like, kind of scaring you, like maybe in the wrong way. Being like, like it's like it 
it's like the opposite maybe it's making fun of of slasher movies it's like the opposite of slasher movies it's like it's like the witches can't come back if everyone is just sleeping around with everyone which is like the opposite of slasher movies where it's like everyone needs to be a virgin or we're all gonna die this one's like you will all die (laughs) you will all die unless unless you are a virgin yeah 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 um so the casting, oh. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and is it Kathy, Kathy <laughs> N- Kathy, whose last name I, I, I don't you, know. I can't yeah. remember how you pronounce her last name. That's all right. We'll call her Kathy. We're friends. Najimi. Kathy Najimi. Anyways, phenomenal. She's such a good actor. She's such a good character actor. Like mm-hmm. her expressions are. Just, and her in this Everything. movie, I found that Mary was very much like. A bloodhound like she was always she like she's yeah. smelling everything she's sniffing everything and i found that sarah also sarah was much more like a cat where mm-hmm. she just like doesn't really care what the sisters are doing she's like poking and pawing at the boys in the cage every time a man comes by she's like just thirsty she's like oh, i want to play with him you know like it's <laughs> very cat energy you know (laughs) like I thought that was super fun and then Bette Midler of course is just amazing in this and she does sing a song in this um Mm -hmm. it's not a musical movie except for that one scene where there is a song the song puts a spell on people so it's fair (laughs) it's loud it's actually no there is another song Sarah sings her her children's song Mm -hmm. the lure the children to their death song yeah rumor has it though it some people have said tried to debunk it it's not fully anyways it's up for debate it is possibly based on a poem written by edgar edgar allan poe called come with me children or come come play with me children um and it's supposed to be this sort of spooky gothic tune Mm -hmm. uh, though some poeans have said that it's not a poe poem so many layers here right so it might be based on a poe poem but then the people who love poe do not believe that he wrote that poem so it could be based on a poe poem or not a poe poem (laughs) oh man welcome to halloween the rabbit hole Um, so i mean it seems like it can be a poe poem and it's only really been disproved quote unquote that it's not a poe poem when this movie became popular so and also the person who wrote the the lyrics for this and a couple of other little incantations he also wrote for this film um he wrote this song with jack horner who's a famous um movie score person yes Yes, that one was quite famous. Um, So they're accredited with the writing of the song. um, And some of the lyrics are a little bit different than the Poe poem. But anyways, I just thought that was fun because it sounds like it is something that he would he would do. Okay, I got to I got to spend a second here calling out some pretty epicness in the live studio audience. So if you don't hang out in our live studio audience, you're missing everything because they're incredible. Shout out to them. We record live in front of these incredible people through YouTube every almost every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we're shocked and horrified to find out that Val has not seen Hocus Pocus. Val, you just need to go 
right now. Stop <laughs> watching this. This is a waste compared to go and watch Hocus Pocus and then we can talk separately. No, just kidding. But you should see it. It's, it's <laughs> iconic. And then I do love um, I do love that Val then followed up and said, I didn't know anything about Hocus Pocus until it was the 25th anniversary. I was in the house band backing up the artists and original actors. They did the show at the Hollywood Cemetery. Ah, well, you you need to come Val, on and tell us of that story. You are a hero, Val. <laughs> you are a like, hero. That's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And yet That's my so heart cool. breaks that you did all that and still didn't see the movie. Those actors are going to be so upset to know it's like, this I about think you. That's what I do. Yeah. And then and then before we jump back in, two more incredible things. So Dan says that his daughter saw this and thought all three witches were named Karen, which <laughs> shout out. Shout out to your shout daughter. Shout out to That's your incredible. daughter. She's epic. Incredible. <laughs> they are Karens. They are Karens. And then uh and then Doc's asking a trivia question, which I don't know the answer to. Where was Bette Midler born? So the rest of you in the studio audience will have to answer for us and then Doc can give us the, the right answer at the end. But I love a trivia. Love a trivia question. Uh yeah, the actors that the actresses, the three of them, are great Phenomenal. together because they're yes. all so different from each other and they're all incredible in the roles and they all are like again they do a really nice job of of breaking up the tension of the movie so they're they're so like slapsticky and silly and like you know they're they're from the 1600s so they have like no idea how anything works so they're easy to trick into like and to you know and to be outsmarted by kids which then makes it feel safer and more fun for kids to watch this movie so i i think they do a really like beautiful job of this and it warms my heart that bette midler is like this is still one of my favorite movies and i'm like me too bette midler me too <laughs> she apparently walked around with um a book of period accurate so like 1650s accurate vocabulary and so every time she yeah every time she would like cuss it would be a period accurate <laughs> swear mm-hmm. word so and that makes it fun because things like um like i can't like think twilly, of twilly twilly wigs or something like that she was yeah, like, yeah you know or running amok like nobody really says amok anymore but amok, 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 amok. <laughs> which okay if there were memes and shit went viral in 1993, that would have been the scene. Because I very, when I watch this movie, the one thing that I can't get out of my head after is, amuck, 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 <laughs> When mm-hmm. Bette Midler, like, sucker punches her in the stomach for being a pain. Yeah. We did that all the time. When this mm-hmm. movie came out, you go into any elementary schoolyard, everybody's jumping up and down going, amuck, amuck, amuck. Like, that, that, <laughs> that was the, the moment. <laughs> And forgive us if you're listening and not watching this because it's hard to describe. But the the three sisters stand together and walk in this like crazy, like, like sort of zigzag, zigzaggy side to side, side to side thing where they're like linked yeah. arms and they're like they're like trying like you know sniffing and acting all yeah. incredibly strange. And it's there's something yeah I don't know. Again, it's like it's a it's a creepy campiness where you're like equal parts as a kid being like, okay, but they kill people. And then also, but they're so silly and stupid that you can't help, but like you could get away. The kids are probably going to get away. Um, My kids absolutely loved two characters in this movie. One 
was the book. My kids like love the book that has like the eye yep. and comes to life and like and zooms through the air to Bette Midler's character when she calls it. My kids like loved book. Book is their favorite. <laughs> and then <laughs> the kids also really loved um, uh, the cat, right? So the cat who of is course. also the brother of the original girl that it was killed at the beginning of the movie gets oh yes gets he was cursed cursed and turned into a cat and so he's this black cat that is like that is with the modern aged kids all the way through and there's something about there's something about a talking cat it brought back Sabrina the teenage witch vibes that I was Apparently like oh, it was right. the same animatronic cat I believe it it looked I mean, exactly they used the same. in the movie they used real cats apparently mm, they used nine or like 12 some ridiculous <laughs> an obscene amount of cats so it was all cats that had different skills like one cuddled really well with the children one was good at jumping on command one was really good at running on command so they had all these different black cats in the movie mm-hmm. but when he spoke with human voice it was the same cat as sabrina the teenage witch which is super cute i did also love that the actor that plays like the real life boy who was turned into a cat is different than the voice of the cat like they were like we don't really want your voice the voice of the boy too he was dubbed over he just had to lip sync to this other actor's like the voice. Darth Vader effect right? yes really yeah. it was yeah, yeah which is um, yeah, fascinating yeah apparently his voice was too modernized he yeah. couldn't pull off a good accent which not that we're mentioning the second movie but let's just say when they do their historical flashback there is no accents and I just it sent me so Anyways, it doesn't exist. So um, one thing that I loved about this movie was the um, the guest appearances. There was mm-hmm. the brother and sister duo, Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall, mm-hmm. which they used to pop up in each other's movies all the time. And this wasn't their movie, but they've worked a lot with Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. So they and did they her... A, and they play a married thing. couple in this, which is like, yeah, ridiculous, but... Uh, they were, I think Gary Marshall did Beaches, which is like one okay, of my favorite Bette Midler movies. It's too sad. It's, <laughs> it's like one sad. of the saddest movies I've ever seen in my life. So, like, too sad. Vito, I mean, Vito, we're not, <laughs> we're not reviewing that one. Like, cried too much. Yeah. So, but, so they're in it. He plays Satan. They bump into him. So it's Halloween. Everybody's dressed up. He's dressed in a devil's costume to give out uh, candy. And they're like, oh, master! <laughs> witches don't know that it's not the real devil so he invites them in and then his his like grumpy wife with her hair curlers and her ratty like house coach chain smoking is like get out of our house (laughs) i love that i thought that was so funny and it was very it brought in such like a funny light part of the movie it made the witches a lot less scary because they're obviously so not in tune with the 20th century yeah they're out of they're out of their element i equally really loved the the bus scene so like they you know they they're like step out into the street and like the bus pulls up and they like don't know what to do with with the entire bus thing but end up like yeah winning over the bus driver which i think is hilarious yeah the 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 perverted bus driver who's like hey honey's come and sit on my lap with his like new york accent i'm like you're in boston honey it's the wrong accent and there's the kind of inappropriate but i guess funny for the grown-ups when they they're driving in the bus and uh sarah is sitting on his lap and they hit a pothole and he's like oh bump and it's like (laughs) anyways but yeah 
Not great for kids, but super funny for the rest of us. Yeah, and not caught by kids, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All good in exactly. that front. All good. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking through um, through Paul Paul's comments. Yeah, Max Max is the name of uh, the boy, the virgin that brings the witches back, <laughs> and the boy is Th- um, Thackeray, and I think his last name is Binks, right? Thackeray Binks. Binks. Yeah. So they call the when he's a cat, they call him Binks, and his real full name is Thackeray Binks. Um, yeah. So it's. So when they're, it's funny how in most of these movies, usually it's like the boy that sort of, especially in this time period, um, mm. it's usually the boy that's like clever and figures everything out. But in this one, it's Allison who's just like, honey, you're cute. So you're along for the ride, but I'm going to go save your sister and I have a plan. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's she's also, fun. she's like the, um, so Max and his sister are, are new to the town and yeah. Allison knows everything about Salem like she clearly like yeah. both has lived there for a long time and also likes history so she's you know she knew originally about the Sanderson sisters she knows like how to you know how to get around town she knows like all of the different things to um to get all the way through so yeah I, I did like that it was it was like a nice gr- grouping like it was I, I mean I also yeah love, I love Thora Birch as well who plays Danny his little sister which I <laughs> it was fun to have like it was fun to have the little sister and like, you know, the big brother have to act like he's trying to win over this girl, but he's also needs to protect and save his sister. And and in the end, it's about like it's about family. It's about working together. It's about and like friendship and- about friendship. I it like it for being like as campy and cheesy as it is. It, it did really pull together some like nice messages. Oh, and Billy, we should talk about Billy Bones. That was another one of my kids' favorite <laughs> favorite characters in this. He's like he's fantastic. Where he plays the the um, zombie, I guess, for lack of a better word. He's the he's the, the reanimated corpse. The reanimated corpse who is the lover of of two of the Sanderson sisters. Winifred although he would only say one. On the side, <laughs> yeah, Sarah. And on the side, Sarah. And so he. Um, they bring him back to life to try to stop the kids from um, from foiling their plans. And he's just like, he, again, like the witches, like initially comes across as being like really scary. And when you're watching it with kids or if you are a kid watching it, you're like, oh, this guy's going to like get us. He's a zombie. He's scary. And then, of course, his mouth is sewn shut because he wouldn't stop talking when he was alive. <laughs> and by the time you get his mouth open, he's just like, annoyed and curmudgeony and funny and so then he becomes this very sort of likable character and he ends up um, helping the kids in the end he ends up yeah he ends up being a good guy yeah he's like you guys you sewed my mouth shut you killed me (laughs) now you're bringing back my corpse 300 years later like give me a break he's like i'm gonna help these kids (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, he was fun he ended up being a good guy Mm mm-hmm I so in one of the scenes, it seems the whole town is at the high school. Like all the parents are at the high school. Once again, all of the kid. adults are like abandon their kids. On Who was Halloween giving you the candy? By the way, who's giving you the candy? Who's taking the kids trick or treating? Like I thought that was the role. Clearly, of the parents. siblings. This yeah. is end of latchkey. Siblings kids, and babysitters in the last movie. So yeah. End of the latchkey kids. The parents didn't care. They're like, we have a Halloween dance. Mm. And you know who provided all the costumes? The Disney wardrobe. They just went through the Disney closet and it's like picked out all stuff from other movies. So it's like if you look through it, you could see some recognizable costumes. So jealous. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that Dracula costume was really like a Disney Dracula costume. I'm like, that's so cool. 
That would be fun. I would love to have a day in like the wardrobe closet of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> that vault would be fun. See, and this movie does a much better job of explaining like where all the parents are than Halloween did. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's that. Oh, yeah. So, so the reason actually that was one thing I did think of because of last week's episode where we're like, where are the parents? Mm-hmm. In this one, the, so the parents are at this dance and the witches put a spell on them to keep them trapped at the dance. So they are forever stuck dancing yeah. to this song. I've put a spell on you. Mm-hmm. So they're stuck there and they're dancing. And then it shows at the end of the movie, it's already like, it has to be about what? Six in the morning at this point, the next day. It's a pretty long and, night. <laughs> yeah. Because the kids, they think they've destroyed the witches. They think they've saved all of Salem. They go home. They go to bed. The teenagers are snuggled up. She wakes up and she's like, oh, my God, (laughs) Max, it's five in the morning. My parents are going to kill me. Well, no, they're at the dance and they're still dancing because it's only after 5 a.m. that the sisters find book and then try to steal the kids' souls. But um, yeah, so the parents were dancing and I did love the scene when they're coming out and it's like their sweat pouring off of them. They're like, oh man, that was a great party. I never thought I could dance that much. (laughs) It was really cute. As usual, the parents are just completely clueless as to what's happened. They're just like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. A Uh, bit of a draft when they get home and like the top part of the roof is blown off. But you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, oh yeah, it carried it away all the way through. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to add to this one, but I there feel was, like it just was, uh, there was one thing and like Danny, who was played by Thora Birch, the young mm-hmm. sister, she's super cute and super lovable and, and obviously like very kind hearted and she knew how to like a manipulate her brother, but then also be like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to manipulate you. I just love you. And I want to spend time with you. And you, like, every time she does something, you're like, oh my God, kids, shut up. And then, and then you're like, oh, but she's so sweet. Like when she gets kidnapped at the end of the movie by the witches, like it was avoidable. I mean, super sweet. Billy's head got lobbed off and he's wandering around the zombies trying to find his zombie head Mm -hmm. so she goes and helps him and gets his head back to him but i'm like could you not wait five minutes for the sun to finish coming up before you did that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like denny oh also the witches probably would still be alive today if they weren't obsessed with getting back at danny for calling them ugly Mm -hmm. (laughs) winnie does have a bit of a temperament of a child she's very emotional and very temperamental mm-hmm. and the second that danny called winifred ugly she's like well we only have enough potion for one more kid it'll keep us going for another 300 years um you know so like we have two kids in cages right here in front of us but we're gonna go get that one little bitch which is like, like even more kind of intensely weird and stupid scary. of them because they because they not, need not good foresight. they yeah they like they beyond the fact that they'll just like they get younger and like and live longer with every child's soul that they steal but in this particular yeah. situation right if if we remember the plot of this movie you're like they're only brought back to life again by this by this curse that they gave for one night right so they in order to yeah. stay alive 
they need to take at least one child's soul. And they're like, we have these two, but we should really go after this additional that one. That other one. Because like, she was a instead pain of like, in my butt. <laughs> maybe we'll go after that other one tomorrow because we'll still be alive because we'll just kill these two. But instead they're like, nah, we'll go after this one right now. And risk, yeah. and risk, yeah. <laughs> and risk dying again, which obviously they do. I, I will say one of my favorite so this maybe it's not my favorite part of this movie but one one thing i love about this movie is the like final scene where like sun the sunrise finally comes up and they have not they have not taken any more souls the kids have won and defeated them they explode into sparkles <laughs> and it's just so like so wonderfully disney it's like poof everything is happy and sparkly and everything is fine and you're kind of like oh but yay <laughs> like yeah all good. Uh, yeah, it, 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 there's something about this, the sparkle ones that are just um, fantastic. Paul is reminding me that, um, and this is completely gross, but the, uh, so Billy Bones' character, who we said comes back to life, is reanimated. And then they, his mouth is sewn shut by, by Winifred, yes. the leader of the witches. So they, they, he gets his mouth open and moths come out. And he, this poor actor had to have real moths inside mm-hmm. his mouth. So that when he opened his mouth out, they came out, and which is just like, oh, I, mean, I just feel so bad for him. Pre-CGI. But the effect was great. The that effect was, a was good great. Looking scene. Like, it I hope he got really extra good. money for that because that's so gross. <laughs> like, I hope he's on strike right now for residuals. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> you go, actors. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. I need to say what I loved about this one. And future projects. The director, Kenny Ortega, he has this way of making things fabulous. He has, like, the glitter. I'm like, that's Kenny. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, yeah. yeah, it's Disney, but I'm like, because of Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kenny is jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, he makes it a little, He any project he does, he makes it a little fantastical, a little fabulous, a little... Um, magical, a little dramatic. Like some things are a little more dramatized than they need to be, but it he ties it back in with a heartwarming. Yeah, I find his focus is always like family and mm-hmm. happiness and love and acceptance and and that's what I actually truly genuinely missed with the second one. It's not actually terrible. It's just Kenny Ortega very obviously not. was not involved. Yeah, and I think that was the most disappointing part for me. Because, I mean, like, it's obvious. <laughs> like, So I was telling Katie just before uh, with the newer Star Trek movies that were released um, not associated with any TV show, J.J. Um, Abrams was always doing them. And then the first one he didn't do is, like, I never thought I would say that I missed lens flares. But I'm like, I, I am devastated. Because, <laughs> like, it's so obviously not done by J.J. Abrams. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> it was... <laughs> And that's kind of the same with this one. I'm like, Kenny Ortega has such a distinct style of how he handles his audience. And you miss that in the second one. So shout out to Kenny. We love him. He's also done one of our favorite lockdown shows, Katie and I. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a children's show. (laughs) And I was like, Katie, you need to watch this. And she's like, I'm obsessed. If you're looking for a show that breaks your heart because it's canceled and you know that even before you start, but you still watch it and it still breaks your heart, then you need to watch Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix. It's such a good show. It's a musical. It's it's not as fromage as High School Musical. But pretty close. It's not as, um, (laughs) yeah. 
it's not as fromage because it has slightly more adult topics mm -hmm. like it's a little more realistic to teen topics because it wasn't picked up by disney and netflix decided to do it which is actually rumor has it that's the reason why kenny wasn't allowed to come and do the second movie <laughs> because he made friends with netflix when disney refused to do julie the way he wanted to do julie and the phantoms so there was a falling out which i'm like disney fix it <laughs> like you have a lot of things to fix but fix Fix your relationship fix with Kenny Ortega. Just please. this. Fix just this one. <laughs> just this one thing right here. Yeah. Well, it yeah. I I I'm trying to th I'm like racking my brain to think if there's anything like negative I can say about this movie, but I really can't. I mean, other than the fact that it's campy, but again, it's a kids' movie, so it's meant to be. Yeah. I there's it's and it's be. it's definitely dated in the like silliness the of lingo. it and the lingo of it and the you know and the animatronics of it, but it it holds up pretty well, like other than a couple of things yeah. where you're like, ooh, but like in general, in general, it holds up pretty well. And it's like, it's a really fun rewatch and it's a fun one to watch every single year, whether you're, you know, single in a relationship, have kids in a big group, it's a Halloween party. Like if you grew up with this movie, it's one that you kind of want to add into your, into your regular, your regular your holiday rotation. roster. Your holiday <laughs> roster. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's up there. And it's funny. There's not like a lot of, movies that I get that I like consistently want to watch at Halloween like I was saying there's hardly any that I could remember until we really started thinking about it this is one that jumps out you know probably and then and then like rewatching some of the slashers but even then I don't normally have time to get through all of them and this one is just one that's so like light and easy to watch that it it's yeah doesn't feel like a, a big ordeal to get all the way through it yeah Ooh, definitely. Paul's saying there's a third one coming out so I've heard there are rumors mm -hmm. and there are rumors that Max, Allison and Danny might come back mm -hmm. again. Allegedly, they didn't come back for the second one because they weren't really written into it. Yeah, there were apparently earlier scripts than the 2021 release. Um, but no, none of the actors had liked those scripts. So this the Hocus Pocus 2 script was the only one that like that Sarah and Kathy liked, but the kids weren't really written into it. So they kind of were like, look, I'm not just going to do a walk by in the background on a screen just for yeah. the sake of it. So they weren't involved in it. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, my, my immediate reaction, I'm like, clearly the sequel is going to be Danny, whose first love is clearly Thackeray Binks, is going to grow up to be obsessed with the occult. Allison and Danny's kids are going to find book and they're going to go to crazy aunt Danny, who still lives in Salem to learn about magic and, mm. you know, hijinks ensue. The sisters come back. I'm like, clearly, but no, maybe Disney should just hire me as a writer. Yeah, there you go. You never know. They could just re it completely out redo it. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe now they can fix it. <laughs> All right. Well, if you've seen this movie, or even if you haven't, hey, why not? You can rate it anyway. You can, you can let us know what you, what you thought of this one. Let let Val know whether or not she should be watching this one if we haven't swayed her enough in it. I this is this is a hard one to review. At, like from a, a rating know. system. What do you think of that? I don't know. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> 
like I'm blindsided by our own own format of our own podcast. <laughs> what do I rate it? I have no idea. There's like no real rating for like I feel like this needs a different rating system because it's like I I, I think I I didn't even get a I think it's still listed as five potatoes because I was just like I I just left it for whatever there was last week because it's not this is not is a it good one of my movie. favorite kids movies. No, no. No, but it's is definitely it, my it's my it's my favorite kids Halloween movie. But that's a very specific. <laughs> yeah, Paul. I'm Paul like, is going with four. Paul's going with four potatoes. I am actually even wearing like Hocus Pocus merch right now. <laughs> this is like Disney Hocus Pocus T-shirt. I'm like, so it's stuck around. Like even just for its longevity, there's I'd something. Say, I'd there's say at least. Some- like four potatoes. I'm comfortable with four potatoes. You're comfortable with four. There's something about a, like about a a cult classic. There's something about being caught up yeah. in something that's larger than yourself, right? So there, it it like it's fun. It's fun to you know. It's fun to get excited about a sequel that it was you know 25 years or whatever it was in the making. It's fun to like to watch something every single year and build a tradition around yeah. it. It doesn't mean that it has to be good. I think it it just needs to be popular i'm loving so george is going with four pumpkins yes yes that's a good idea val's like are you doing pumpkins or potatoes (laughs) val correct they're pumpkins they're correct all right all right well i didn't i didn't prep this scene so why don't why don't we go with we'll go with george's rating of four Four pumpkins we're we're gonna agree with pumpkins we're gonna agree with four jack-o'-lanterns or paul could be right also could be four witches it could be four witches you know, yeah. a coven. Because <laughs> Danny obviously is going to grow up to be a witch. Truth, truth, truth. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, yeah, I, it's, I, it's one of those movies that like, you know exactly what you're going to get and it delivers on that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to Yeah, it, there's no disappointment in watching this. No. It is just the right level of. Like, you could have it in the background. You don't need to be dedicated to your screen. It's feel good. It's yeah. It's got a little spooky ooky for Halloween. Yeah. Um, cute, slightly obnoxious children. You know. And yeah. some good 90s lingo. <laughs> <laughs> some good 90s lingo. Apparently, because it wasn't actually, like, released on Halloween, it was, uh, I guess, the movie is technically inaccurate if it was, if it was supposed to be taking place Halloween 1993 because Halloween 1993 was a Saturday but the kids are in school on Halloween morning (laughs) so if you want to go like really into the accuracy and the facts of this one that was I thought absolutely ridiculous and hilarious I did like that and I feel this way as a Canadian what rewatching all of these movies but I'm like wow like these kids schools you know like is this what Salem school is actually like? Probably not. But like they had, they had like a, a kiln in the school. Like you could do like pottery at the school. I don't think my school had that. I don't think. That actually, my fun. elementary school did. Did your elementary school like one that was big enough to kill witches? <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, was it, it was Madame Poliquin had it in grade five. She used to do it, I think at lunch times or after school. And then, yeah, I just, that's, uh, I haven't thought about that in a very long time. You're welcome. You're welcome. I like this she comment. She was a math teacher. 
<laughs> I like this comment from Louise who says, I don't get scared from movies, which is why I always enjoy this flick because it doesn't try to be scary. Exactly. It puts you at ease. It like makes you feel like you could be part of this genre, even if you're not a big fan of scary movies. And we have convinced Val to go and, and watch this movie. It's not hard to find if you don't have a VCR, but you do have Disney or Disney Plus. You can access it pretty yeah. easily. Uh, it, yeah, it's not a it's not a hard one to find. Well, we yeah, did it. Yeah, it's definitely recognizable. Like the it's... characters, it's like you're gonna for sure see at least one set of Sanderson sisters every Halloween. So. Yeah, yeah, and if you walk around Salem at all, which I have done now, um, again this year for like the first time in a long time, went back to Salem at Halloween, and you always like I had to fight myself because I just want to buy all the like all of the merch. And again, it, this is the thing. It's like it's not my favorite movie and it's not my even my favorite kids movie but I was in Salem and I was like but I need a Sanderson sisters t-shirt and I was like why though I'm like but I do but why though <laughs> but I do <laughs> so it, yeah I don't know there's something about being part of like a movement or a larger group or just something fun so um yeah it's it's Go and watch it. Go and watch it. I need one that it. says amok. <laughs> yeah. Amok, 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 amok. <laughs> well, we did it. We got through another episode, our last Halloween episode. And if uh, if we, we're not going to, we're going to do what we normally don't do. We're not going to choose next week's movie here all together because yeah. we're going to leave it to be a surprise. Will we do an, one more Halloween ish spooky scary movie or will we just jump right into um the next on our list you're gonna have to come yeah, back to like, find if you out. say christmas i'm going to hurt you virtually <laughs> i'm not jumping into christmas i'm not like, jumping into christmas whoa. but i will i will preview our christmas schedule because if you have okay. not yet realized nat and i are big believers that die hard is a christmas movie so we'll 100 oh, yeah. be doing yeah. die hard die hard was actually fun fact about the vhs club Die Hard was the first one we were going to do together, and yeah. then we just didn't like get this get done our in shit time. together. We didn't get our shit together in time, <laughs> so that we started the podcast in January. So we have been waiting for this whole year to end so that we can do Die Hard. So we're yeah. it, we've built the hype up in our minds. So we yeah, we'll have to have a, a special Die Hard extravaganza. Only for those who believe it's a Christmas movie. If you don't, you're not invited. You're not allowed to attend this this special extravaganza. Uh, so we definitely need to do that one. And then my other, my favorite Christmas movie, other than Die Hard, um, might even be a little bit more than Die Hard, is Christmas Vacation. I'm like a, I'm like love Christmas Vacation. I have to watch that one. So we might force Nat to do that one. Um, I so as I. If you haven't discerned this yet, Katie is hugely into Christmas. I am not into I Christmas. will dip my toes into the water occasionally. And when I decorate for Christmas, people come over and like, are you okay? What happened? <laughs> like yeah. if so I um it, it's you know, Christmas is fine. It's just a lot of stress, which is what I don't like. It's just yeah. everybody is so like there's a timeline and there's a deadline and we have to get to and and like the stress of it all just made me be like, I'm done. I love a deadline. <laughs> little more and of a the checklist. Little more of the <laughs> Grinch. We should cover the TV Grinch, not the other one. Yeah, there are like a bunch of other ones, but there's really just one, just the TV Grinch. No, just the TV one, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so so sneak um, sneak um you i'm gonna try to... and keep pushing christmas until december but yeah, christmas who knows what will katie's have to... gonna do nope <laughs> i'm gonna be good christmas only starts in december 
Um, but that means that November is going to be an adventure. So you'll have to tune in to find out what happens. You'll have to share episodes with your friends. Let them know how much you love the show. You'll have to join us for our live studio audience most Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, where you can listen and like and review and share and follow wherever you get your favorite podcasts. It's always so fun to be on every time I listen. I'm a huge YouTube music person. Uh, That's my like my where I listen to my music and most of my podcasts. And I don't know, it's always just so fun to get to see the show in here. Every now and then it like the the other show I'm listening to is like finishes up and then I hear our voices and I'm like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you'll have to uh, you'll have to listen to it there and let us know. So, yeah, I love it. I'm, and it's making me so happy seeing everyone say I love Die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> so we we'll have, have to do it extravaganza. So. Live audience ever. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm going to jump over our potato review because I think we have five in there and that feels disingenuous. So we're going to go with four, four jack-o'-lanterns or witches for this one. (laughs) We'll we'll jump into the wrap and we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone.